Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. there, you little adventurer, you. How's your trip through space and time going today? Well, however you are faring, I hope you feel connection, surprise, and maybe even a little inspiration from our contributors today. So buckle up as we go for yet another joyride through the ATL, baby. Our first writer today begins a story of how she is trying to deal with a romantic relationship that broke up. As we continue, though, we end up in some deeply painful waters. Story number 111, January 28, 2021, 7.05 p.m. My story would be about a misconnection with a stranger. Oh, I like it. Okay. Um, so he was my boyfriend. We dated for about eight months. It's not really a long time, but yeah. um, I fell madly in love with him in that eight months of time. Had the best time of my life with him. Wow. He um, like encouraged me to like break away from a toxic stage in my life that I was dealing with for like years as a young girl and like growing up into my adult um yeah lifehood or whatever yeah and um yeah like he like basically was there for me or whatever and like you know encouraged me to do great things with my life and like was just all about and positivity and hmm. you know he didn't want me to do he didn't want anything to ha- bad to happen to me danger or anything like that to come my way yeah um but we just didn't work out because he i guess his financial um issues weren't like where he wanted to be so he couldn't provide for me it wasn't like a thing where you know I couldn't like save it or whatever because he mm. 
you know, he's a man or whatever. He has to figure <laughs> out his own stuff. Right. Can't stick with him to make him figure it out. So, yeah. um, we both had to walk away from each other. Wow. And, um, yeah, that's a misconnection because I felt deeply connected to him. And I, I personally don't think that, um, we would like reunite or anything like that because I'm trying to move away from uh, Georgia. So you probably <laughs> you said you're trying to move away from Georgia. Yeah, I am trying to move away from Georgia. Wow, okay. big time. So wow, okay. Trying to move to Florida actually. So, oh, yeah. Okay, very good. That, well, beach vibes. I, I, beach vibes. All right, love it. Yeah, yeah, I escaped Florida myself, but oh, wow. uh, I, know. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would stay in Florida. Well, and I will say, if you're gonna live in Florida, live by the beach. I didn't yeah, live by the beach. Like, yeah, definitely. you know that's. That either that or Cali. Oh, I love Cali. Oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. No, I. I <laughs> and if you find the right beach in Florida, it can absolutely be amazing too. Yeah, so, I like Panama Beach. It's kind of nice. That's a very chill area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh yeah I can see that. Um, so. I have a question about you, if, if you don't mind. Tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about the toxic time in your life that this guy that it sounds like was like meant to be in your life for that period of time. What was he helping sort of guide you out of or encourage um, you? Out of? Well, I was being sexually assaulted by my mom's boyfriend. Oh my god! I'm and so sorry. it it was happening for like years before I even told her anybody, oh. and um. Well, I told a couple of people, but I guess I weren't wasn't telling the right people during yeah. the time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and um, I told her when I was like 17, but she didn't do anything about like oh. she broke up with the man, but went back to him like days oh, later. Oh my god. So it was just like um a heartbreaking moment for me yeah. personally, like not knowing that I don't have my mom like by my side to right, protect and me and stuff right. like that. Yeah, because you're like your mother of all yeah. people should keep you safe. Wow. But then again, I told her years later. So, I mean, it, it kind of was hard for her, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I, I, like, was still staying there and also trying to, like, thinking about, not thinking about myself, more mostly. I have younger siblings. I'm the oldest. Yeah. So, I was kind of just, like, thinking about them. Yes. And that's why I, like, stayed there. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to... um I get away from this yeah and um that's when i met my ex and he like was just like yeah this is not good like you need to get away from this and it's toxic and yeah you know like he wanted better for me and stuff so i moved out here (laughs) that's well i'm so grateful you got out of that horrible situation thank you yeah that's (laughs) yeah it took a lot because i she didn't want me to tell um anyone on my like on our side of the family she didn't want me to tell anyone she wanted to keep me to keep it a secret and i did wow. for some years before i finally told my cousins and it got out where it got out like right when i told her so wow um was, everyone knows the truth <laughs> yeah well good because yeah. that'll hopefully help protect other young women yes, against yes definitely him. and then uh, was anything legally ever any legal action um ever taken? yeah i tried to go to the police but they didn't do much they just said that they needed like more details and stuff like that so you know that just um like shows how the justice system is yeah. when it comes to trying to get protection and stuff like that yeah i, I i'm not a fan of the justice system so yeah. you don't have to you don't have to tell Definitely. me twice yeah <laughs> um and then um i guess maybe one other question is um you said that your boyfriend like for for 
basically the big reason you split was he felt like because he couldn't provide for you he I mean he you. just like he just had problems he just kept saying like he's so tired all the time mm-hmm. and like um he was still staying with his parents yeah he's older than me and um I guess he just didn't feel like he I'm going with that I mean it could be anything else sure. it could be okay that's know. just what he told you yeah like he's tired we can't be together and it was like uh, really sad for the both of us like we yeah. I know he didn't want that but yeah. he like kept saying that we just can't be together and I'm just like hmm. why not like what is the problem <laughs> right yeah 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 okay yeah. well I will uh, <laughs> I will say this some relationships are meant to go a really long time Mm -hmm. and I think other people come into your life and they bring something for just a little bit of time and Mm -hmm. it sounds like for that eight months I love that you said that it was just like one it was the best eight months of your life Mm -hmm. and so that's yes it was that's a beautiful thing even (laughs) like you said if you never reconnect with him or whatever again like that was what that was meant to be so yeah I mean, it it still hurts me to this day. It's been like four months, but yeah. still, I'm just like, wow, you know, my heart is broken because like the person that I really, truly did want to be with is yeah. like no longer in my life right now. So, it, I mean, I just don't personally know how to deal with that. I understand. Type of breakup. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you're very young. You're you're really smart. Um, we were talking before the podcast just about like everything you're doing right now, work wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love you have you have a dream for where you want to move to yes. and um, you're you're a really amazing young lady and thank you yeah you you are gonna be okay thank you so much absolutely <laughs> thank you for sharing your story no too. problem thank you for having me my pleasure <laughs> Her story reminds me that there are people walking around that carry hurt and abuse at a level I can hardly imagine or comprehend. It also strikes me that part of her attachment to the guy is probably trauma bonding. It sounds like he was the first person that really told her to get out of the abusive house and start to remake her life. And I can see why that would attach her so deeply to this guy. My fond hope for her, though, is that she continues to heal and find her way. She is an amazing young lady. writer shares how she is both figuratively and literally on an adventure. She had recently left a large, well-known brand to follow her dreams and her nose. Story number 112. Thursday, January 28, 2021, 11.47 p.m. So my story is that during the pandemic, I decided to turn my hobby into a business, which is a candle business. Okay. And on Instagram, it's Ocean Drops Co. And I decided that during the pandemic, I had a lot of stress from school, going into med school, 
to um, deciding what I want to do in life. Yeah. And I decided to help with what I want to do in life. And my hobby is to just make this business, but also to go on to this road trip. So I made a road trip where I'm actually about to hit four weeks okay. this weekend. Nice. And I went throughout the whole entire East Coast and okay. I would stay in every city for depending on from two like nights to uh, actually a week. Wow. And I would literally go between like all these cities all around and meet up with friends or just random people and ask like what are the hidden spots that they would like to go to all the time. Uh. And in the meantime, I would be like, okay, what's a scent that reminds you of this memory? And I've actually decided to come up with those scents and put it into my candles. So wow. I would go from candles to wax melts to car scents and just sell it. And I've actually been doing it this whole entire road trip, which is four weeks long. So wow. it's been pretty much an adventure and yeah. I love it because I hear everyone's stories and how yeah. they can relate uh, like a memory to a scent, That's which crazy. is exactly what I do. Wow. That is incredible. So you're, you're simultaneously going on this adventure, but then also creating a business yes. and trying to almost mark the places of this adventure with the smells that you're creating the scents that you're creating exactly so i always wow. associate like a scent to a memory yeah, yeah and i figured you know some people are like that mm -hmm. so i would do the same exact thing so i would ask them what does this city or what does this memory mm -hmm. like make you of so say you're from atlanta yeah but you're from north carolina what scent does that make you remind you of and i would literally incorporate that into a scent and i'll wow. say if you're from north carolina this is the scent you would like so I'm coming up with that at this moment throughout this whole entire road trip. That's incredible. So what's the what's the marketing plan? I mean, are you are you right now? Are you, it sounds like you're very niche selling to individuals, or are you trying to mass market um, to people? Uh, slowly from individual to mass market. Okay. As soon as I get back home into South Florida, yeah. I will be mass marketing big time, nonstop. So I really, I've made friends along the way yeah. and I cannot wait until I see what they think about my candles along the way. So, and then, uh, I gotta know what inspired you to quit your job and take this leap of faith into starting your own business? Um, just the fact that I wanted to feel free and I feel like during the whole entire COVID parent like pandemic yeah. This whole entire time. It's been nothing according to plan. Yeah, and I feel like this road trip needed to be Nothing according to plan. I wanted mm. to just go Freely and figure out my life throughout the whole entire road trip Meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out other people's lives and <laughs> how I can like like basically connected to my candles at the same time because sometimes some people think oh this scent reminds me of this okay mm. perfect i have a candle for that wow <laughs> that's so cool i love it um well i wish you nothing but all the success in the world with your journey and your business and i love that the your adventure and your business <laughs> are all kind of the same thing and i hope that somebody else is inspired that hears this and goes you know what i'm gonna leave this job um and go chase my passion how cool is that it's pretty awesome that especially is. as you're on a road trip i have literally like car sense that you can take it from like say like north carolina to new york or something mm. you will literally not get homesick because of the scent that you smell wow because it reminds you of like say the beach or like yeah, yeah. anything that's so, so it's, cool it's pretty cool i love it i love <laughs> it thank you so much for sharing no problem <laughs> <laughs> Super inspiring stuff right there. 
God dang, I just love the very idea of literally everything she's doing. In the putting together of this episode, I did try to go to what I think she said her Instagram page is, and I couldn't find it. So, if the young lady who is in my car, uh, or someone who knows her, would like to reach out and share her info, if, if she's still selling candles, I'd love to throw that in the show notes so people can find and purchase from her if they'd like to. This next ride may be the most meta ride and story that I've had with this project. I won't give too much away, but I'm always a little jealous of when a young person knows with such conviction and passion what they want to do with their life. Story number 113. Thursday, January 28th, 2021, 11.55 p.m. It's very interesting. I hope that one day I can look back on this. Yes. This very moment, I hope I can look back on it. Okay. And it's going to be very, uh, is that good, the audio? Uh, the audio is perfect. I got All you right, good. It. I hope that one day I can look back on it and it's going to be a very, like, pinnacle moment and mm. what goes on okay. right after. Okay. Um, The name is Ashton because essentially I want to be the greatest storyteller Ooh. Of all time. Wow. Through professional wrestling. <gasps> yeah. Really? I want to be... At first, at first growing up, I would always say that I just want to be the best wrestler. Yeah. I want to be a wrestler. I want to be a pro wrestler, all this stuff. But yeah. over time, I just learned that I like telling stories. Yes. I like evoking, like, emotion. Yes. I like when people laugh, yeah. smile, cry. Like, I want to evoke... I want people to hate me. Love me. Mm. I want all that. Wow. And it's just because uh, some like pro wrestling is very, uh, it's very universal. Mm -hmm. It's very universal. Like I used to watch wrestling with my dad and it's something that professional wrestling in America. Yeah. You don't really have to know the language. Right. To understand what's going on. Yeah. A story is a story no matter what language you're speaking. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like mathematics. It's That's universal. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. A story is a story. Yep. You know who's the just looking at what's going on. Yep. You know who's the underdog, you yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. And just my dad, who's very traditional, mm -hmm. who's very uh he's from Central America. Yes, sir. Born in El Salvador. Hmm. And just uh what do you call it? Um him not really knowing English mm -hmm. and just not knowing the culture like that. Mm -hmm. Now he's more used to it, but uh what do you call it? Just having pro wrestling and not knowing the language and showing me very young mm. and just getting used to that storyline mm. and getting used to who's the underdog, not knowing any English yeah. and impacting him that much. Wow. I feel like, and it feels weird Yeah. because like, it's never been a thing where it's like you're depressed <laughs> or you're, de you're depressed or sad and pro wrestling made you do this. It's just the emotion that pro wrestling gave my dad hmm. in a way i feel like a, i don't know i feel like a part of me 
a small part of me feels like I owe wrestling everything. Wow. Just because of my dad. So, and I'm trying to wrap my mind around what you're saying. So, you feel like your dad came to this country, didn't know the culture, didn't know the language, and this thing that is so uh, very American, which is pro wrestling, he was able to tap into it and connect to it and help help make him feel like at home or like what 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 did it do for your dad that you're now feeling like, hey, I got to give back because it almost you're almost making it sound like it saved him in a way. It saved him. I wouldn't say my dad did anything wrong. No, no, say, no. But uh, I would say more. Uh, it created a bond. Yeah, between that, you and him. Yeah, that probably would not have been there. Okay, so 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 what it did was it brought you and your dad together. Essentially, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's beautiful, dude. Yeah, it brought my dad and everybody together, and wow, I just feel like I want to show everybody that same emotion, and yeah, I feel like for some, it's so weird. For some reason, I feel like. I have that same attachment to wrestling that I never, yeah. I never want to let it go. Wow. And so I want like fathers and kids to feel the exact mothers, yeah. mothers yeah. and sons, grandmothers and sons, daughters to feel mm. the exact same way that every Monday night or every Friday night, every pay-per-view Sunday, yeah. we knew exactly where we were supposed to be in the house yeah. at the exact time Wow. because the ending of a story yeah. of a big story. Yeah was going to come to an end hmm. and we were all excited about it. And so wow, just to show that emotion and to be able to tell stories like that, That's I incredible. think it'll be the greatest privilege in my life to be able to do something like that. Wow. Well, uh, number one, I want to learn to become a great storyteller. So you, you've really struck a chord with me. Number two, I've always uh, kind of laughed at, never quite understood. Like I have a friend whose name is Josh, who is, a passionate, passionate uh, about uh, pro, uh, the, the the WWE and all that stuff. Yeah, and I just could never understand what he loved about it so much. And he would try to tell me some of the same things, but when you described it, something clicked. I think I'm closer to understanding what's so powerful about it and why people love it so much. So yeah, because man, it's huge. like it's kind of like the human connection kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like. It's no race. Yeah. It's no color. We all bleed yeah. the same blood. Yeah. Like, there's different kinds of styles. There's Lucha Libre. There's Japanese wrestling. There's American wrestling. There's mm. amateur t like wrestling. There's Greco. There's catch. Yeah. But somehow, some way, a guy from Seattle, Washington, mm. is fighting and connecting and flowing in the same flow as somebody from Tokyo, Japan, who they mm. do not speak the same language. Yeah. They do not know anything about each other or they might have perceived about each other's cultures yeah but somehow some way they tell stories wow like no one can and it's something unbelievable wow. that when the first time i ever saw wrestling and i understood why people were doing the things they were i just realized i just love stories yeah and to be able to tell stories and it's not even i want to do it through poor wrestling Mm. Which is a very like big platform. Okay, but just to show people that you can sh tell stories like right now, you and me, yeah, right now in this car, yeah, are telling a story, yeah, for sure. Which might one day, like I said earlier, yeah, one day be the pinnacle of something that touches a kid's heart, yeah, or whatever, and that begins a new story for somebody else, yeah, based on what I just said and what I do in the future, yeah. So maybe this is a hidden gem in something that yeah. is going to be very major yeah. in the future.
Dude, that'd be so cool. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be amazing if you hit it uh, and then you look back one day and you're like, yeah, I was selling this crazy Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for sharing your heart. Uh, and uh, Ashton, I wish you literally nothing but the best and may all your dreams come true because I feel like some people want success just to for the – you know, for the girls and the cars or whatever it is. And I feel like you have such a pure motive in wanting to bring people and families together through the power of storytelling. And, um, man, I, I can't applaud that enough. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much. Pretty freaking meta, right? He wanted to mark the moment with the story of why he wants to tell stories, and he decides to do that on my journey of learning to tell stories. <laughs> uh, that, my friends, is some pretty dope symbiosis right there. So if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that the paranormal is definitely a reoccurring theme that just comes up. This next young lady talks about her encounters and does it delightfully. Story number 114. Friday, January 29th, 2021, 10.25 p.m. Um, so back home, I was like 13, 14. No, that's a lie. I was 15 years old. Okay. And uh, we were about to have a beach trip. So when we have a beach trip in our community, yeah. we get a big um, school bus and we get all the liquor, <laughs> <laughs> all the food and stuff. Yeah. And me, mind you this, I am not a cook. Okay. at that time yeah. my living with my father and i was at my mom at the time okay. but when i was living with my dad i had nothing but servants and <laughs> people to cook oh, for. oh yeah yeah so and and where you and for the people who don't know where you where are you from i am from jamaica 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 the land that we all love that is true <laughs> i can't do the accent but i tried okay <laughs> sorry so um yeah so when i'm at my dad i don't really get to do nothing i don't really do nothing but school and home okay all right so when i went to my mom you know i'm like hey i asked my brothers i have five brothers to be exact my mom has seven of us wow um i asked my one of my brothers i said hey can you fry some chicken for me they said no i have to learn how to do it myself i said okay no problem i seasoned up my chicken and everything and as soon as I put the first um, chicken in the pot, yeah. my grandfather appeared. So here's the thing. My grandfather is dead. Oh, that's a <laughs> twist to the story. <laughs> so he didn't just walk out of the bedroom. No. So when you mean he appeared in detail, what do you mean by that? As in he came around into the kitchen he had on nothing but a shorts and a rag over his shoulder his right shoulder no shirt and you could see him and that's as, exactly how i saw him but you saw him as clearly as you're seeing me yes. or did you see him as sort of like a an image that you could sort of see through clearly as i can see you wow when i tell you i took off 
<laughs> out of that kitchen. <laughs> How long has he been dead for? He was dead for uh, about seven months. Okay, so this was semi recently that he had passed, mm-hmm. and then he shows up in the kitchen while and you're going to go kitchen. He shows wow. up. Wow. And, and 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 then what was your relationship like with him? Was it a good one, an okay one, a bad one? Like what? <laughs> so here's the thing with my grandfather. Yeah. Uh, it was a good one. Okay. But also a bad one. Okay. He never used to like noise. And if we are all in the house and we start yelling and start, you know, playing, yeah. he would come out with like a little hose. <laughs> and I'm talking like the water hose, you yes. know, the rubber ones. Oh, they hurt. He cut those <laughs> and Ooh. had them. So he would run after us. Wow. And he, it doesn't matter how far you go. He will follow. Oh my gosh! Okay. He's got to get you. He's gonna get you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a l- l- little, some, some good and some bad. All right. <laughs> so some good and some bad. <laughs> now we're back in this kitchen, and yeah. you're running for your life. I am running for my life. Oh my I was gosh. scared, and remind you, I left the chicken on the stove. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I went into my mom. I ran and went into my mom's room, and I woke my mom up. I said, "Mommy, mommy, mommy, guess what?" <laughs> She's like, "What?" I said, "Grandpa is in the kitchen." She's like little girl grandpa is dead i said no 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 he is right there wow he is right there mommy she got up she went and investigate she didn't see nothing right just a, a burned chicken <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she asked she told me to go in the kitchen and finish cooking i told her mommy i'm not going back in there mm. she's like you're going back in there i was like okay i went back in there i finished fried my chicken and i put it up i Mind you this, this is not where I live. I'm just going by my mom for the, you know, a weekend or so. Sure. Okay. So I'm sleeping in the couch and all of a sudden the light was on. I leave, I leave the light on. Yes. It turned off. I said, hold on. (laughs) I said, mommy. She said, it's not her. I was like, okay. And I asked my brothers. Nobody answered. Okay. Cool. I went, I turned back on the light and then lay back down. I literally lay down and just stayed up. <laughs> stayed up the whole entire night until it was like five o'clock for the beach trip. I went into the um when it's five o'clock in the morning when everybody was getting ready and everything. My grandfather likes to sit outside on the porch. Yeah. And when we were leaving, he sat on the porch waving and laughing. I wow. was so scared out of my mind yeah. the whole time on the trip wow i could not eat wow, wow. <laughs> i could not drink <laughs> i did not enjoy myself at all <sighs> at all but wow. you knew want to know something funny too tell me something funny that chicken that i finished cooking right yeah, yeah, yeah. remember my brother didn't want to help me season it or nothing like that right and it's my first time cooking so i switched the chicken <laughs> I switched my chicken with his chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when he tasted, he was like, Why is it so salty? <laughs> Why is it so salty? No, no, no. I know some of my not my chicken. Somebody switch up my chicken. I said, Nope. That's your chicken. Uh-huh. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Yeah. I'm still stuck, though, on your grandpa. Okay. Um, here, uh, one of my questions for you mm-hmm. is. Were you the only one seeing your grandpa? Like, like your mom's not picking up on this? Mm. Nobody but you? Nobody was picking up on it. Wow. And that's not the first time I've seen a ghost. Okay. Um, that's my first time seeing my grandfather. Uh, the second, t- the first time I ever saw a ghost, though, 
I went to go get my hair done. Yeah. And I was a little kid. It was night. I got done like probably like 10 o'clock at night. And my mom lived right down the hill. So I was going to walk down. And I thought I was walking. It's dark outside. And I'm like, okay, I'm walking, walking, walking. Then I hear my name. I turn around. I don't see nobody. Yeah. Kept on walking. Heard my name again. I turn around. It was this white lady. Not white lady, but she was in full white. Okay, okay. She yeah. was white dress. Her hair was white. It wow. wasn't even gray. It was white. Wow. And that was the people's grandma. Because I even ah. went the next day and I asked them if they ever had anybody died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she told me, yeah, her grandma died. Wow. And how her grandma looked was the exact same person i saw but when i had saw her i ran yeah i ran down the hill and i fell and got a little bit of bruises but yeah so so what do you think do you feel like you have a gift of some kind um i do okay in some ways um and i think most feet most children go through that phase yes i agree when we're little we see a lot of Yes. Spirits and stuff like that. I agree with that. And I did see a lot of them when I was a little baby. My dad told me about them. Because once I told my dad about my grandfather, he had told me, oh, when I was small, like mm-hmm. a baby baby, I would come out the room and I would tell him there's somebody in the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, he also told me there's a plenty of times I would tell him there's somebody sitting on the veranda. Mm-hmm. Would y'all call it a porch, I believe? Porch, veranda, yeah. Both yeah. work, yeah. All right. So I would tell him there's people out there sitting there. And yeah, wow. he always told me I used to see things growing up. Yeah, but now I don't see it. <laughs> really, except for your. But how, so, how long ago was did you see your grandpa? Uh, it's been a while. I'm okay. like 26 now. I was like 15 when I saw him. Okay, so it's been nine years since nine you've years. had uh, an experience like that. Yeah. Wow! 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 Mm-hmm. Are you? What would you do if? you saw something like that again saw it again yeah i mean not necessarily him but just had another experience like that would that be a good thing for you a bad thing for you what would be your reaction Uh, i don't know to be honest with you i've come across a lot of weird stuff especially when i I don't know when you smoke a lot of tree okay (laughs) (laughs) you come come across a lot of different things you know i've been high to the point where i I thought an orchid was a person. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. It's so, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's different now, but you can't tell. To me right now, I can't tell what's real and what's not. But wow. what I do get nowadays is deja vus. Okay. So mm-hmm. I can literally dream or think I'm dreaming that I'm in jail or I'm in orange. And a year later or a couple months later, that's me in orange. Wow. I've been there, <laughs> done wow. that. Because yeah. I remember specifically when I was pregnant with my daughter, yeah. I dreamt that I was in jail, mm. on like standing up on a high railing. I mopped out everything, like yeah. everything. And turns out, not even two months after I had my daughter, I was in jail. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do know uh, a number of people that have deja vu i've had it a couple times in my life for sure mm-hmm. i think that stuff is fascinating um i don't know what your um like faith uh what type of faith christian christian okay very cool mm-hmm. yeah so i um 
I sometimes wonder if it's like God kind of just letting you know that like, you know, oh, yep, you're on track. This is, this is, you know, like this didn't catch me by surprise or whatever it is um, by giving you those little heads up of things that are going to come. So, yeah, that's fascinating. And it sounds like you're a very spiritually sensitive person, obviously. So how cool is that? <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very mellow and I just like to go with the flow. Yeah, you're a sweetheart. Like, yeah, totally. I, I can I can totally pick up on that. So. I really just enjoyed getting to talk with this young lady because she's just so chill and kind. But I also could have talked to her for hours because she just has stories for days. In fact, after this, we talked about her time in immigration detention. And that is a whole other world outside of her gift of seeing people that are no longer here. She said she wanted to write a book someday and if she does, I hope I get to read it. Well, let's be honest, I don't really read, so I'd love to listen to the audio version. ride for the day just goes to show you that you can be in the middle of living your life and are just following the fairly predictable arc that, you know, is your norm. And then suddenly you're presented with a challenge that you couldn't have seen coming. You just get to decide in that moment what it is you're going to do. Story number 115. Saturday, January 30th, 2021, 12.03 a.m. Okay, yeah, so um, one time, um, so I used to work for this company. I had to be there from 8 to 5. Okay. Um, I was a little bit hungover one day, so I woke up about 7.50, <laughs> which was a bit of an issue. Yeah. Obviously, I was going to make it to work late, you know. Yeah. Um, text my supervisor. I was like, I'm going to be like 20 minutes late. So sorry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I throw all my shit on really fast. Yep. Run out the door. Yeah. And I'm leaving my apartment complex and I get on the road yeah. and I see like there's like no cars on the road at this point. And there is probably like a one and a half to two year old child in his diaper Ooh. walking in the street. Oh. Alone with no supervision. As you do. This like little like cute boy. Yeah. And so I pull over and as soon as I walk over to him, he just stops and he, he holds his arms up to me. And he's like <clears throat> he literally says, like, Oh he like cries and he's like mom. Oh my like God. mommy. Like he cries for his mommy. And so I pick him up, I put him in my arms and I'm like where do you live? Yeah. It's a obviously he doesn't know he's a child. Right. And so I, I he whips his wallet out actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And so my, my apartment, this is right outside of my apartment complex. Yeah. So I walk back into my complex and I go to the closest building to the gate. I figured he, he, you know, he couldn't have walked far. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with this kid. I don't know anything about him yeah. in my arms. Right. And the school bus comes up and all these kids start going to the school bus. And I'm like, Hey, 
do you know where this kid lives? Like, do you right. know where he belongs? Yeah, yeah. Does anyone know anything about this kid? Like, I got to get to work, but I want to make sure that he arrives, like, right. safely where he belongs. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, I think he lives, like, over there. And this other kid's like, I think he lives over there. Oh no God. one knew where this kid lived. All oh. the stories were completely conflicting. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like 20 minutes trying to figure out where this little kid lives. Wow. And finally, I was like, well, I have to move my car. Yeah. So I carry him all the way back to my car, yeah. drive back inside the complex. I put him in the front seat because I don't, ha- I don't right. have no. I don't have a car You mean seat. you didn't leave I thinking I'm going to pick up a small child I don't want to leave him on the road. Yeah. So I put him in the front seat. I buckled him up. He's like swaying around like jello. He's the cutest <laughs> thing in the world. Oh. Um. And I park in a parking spot, like, over by the clubhouse. Yeah. Um, and then I get back out, and I keep on asking people, like, anyone that drives by, like, hey, 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 hey. Right. Do you know this kid? Yeah. yeah. Finally, after, like, 40 minutes of searching for this kid's parents, um, his, like, a, a woman comes out, and she's, like, frantic. She's, like, oh, my God. Thank you so much. Like, I found him. Thank you so much. And I was, like... Yeah, like, yep, I found him walking on the road. Ooh. Like, what happened here? Um, and she was like, yeah, like, last week, he learned how to how to unlock the locks on the door. Oh, my God. And I was like, well, uh, okay. Like, how often has that happened? You know, yeah. like, worried that I might have to call CPS or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, like, well, this is the first time that it's happened. And I'm stupid. I believed her. Right. So, you know, I gave the kid back to her. um, And, yeah, she just, like, walked away, like, happy as can be. Like, her kid was safe and everything. And I was like, I'm a fucking hero. (laughs) That's right. I'm a hero. Yeah. I'm calling the mayor and getting my black. I get to work, and my boss is like, you're an hour and 15 minutes late. What the fuck happened? And I was like, what? I know this sounds unbelievable, right. right? I found a kid, a <laughs> child on the side of the road in a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I know it sounds crazy, but I promise I'm telling you the truth. Oh. And so she let it slide. And then, you know. She said course, you, she did let it slide? Yeah, she okay, let it slide. Okay, she cool. believed me. But, of course, it gets all around my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like, I heard you picked up a kid. Like, <laughs> I hope you called the police. And I was like, fuck. I didn't like I should have I felt I feel so guilty like to this day like I hope that kid's all right but yep that that's the time that I found a kid on the side of the street Uh, in a diaper yeah well and I'll tell you like it's right strange crazy experience (laughs) can you imagine though I mean I think 99% of humanity would have done the same thing you did but can you imagine like god forbid god forbid god forbid what if some freaking creep had picked a kid up? I know. Or even a deranged I lady know. who's like, I can't if You know, whatever. Like, you, yes. you hear the weird stories. Of- hey, Atlanta is like the human trafficking capital of the world, last <laughs> time I heard. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I no. know. I feel super guilty for not, like, saying no, something. No, no. You shouldn't feel I'm guilty. Sh- you know what? I'm you, sure you, he's safe. And yeah. That's what I'm going to tell myself that's right. in my head. I yeah. like that story. I'm going <laughs> that one, too. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you were there. Like, you were like the angel uh, that rescued this little guy, uh, Yeah, man. that that's Incredible. Yep. Like I said, I'm a fucking hero. You are a hero. I that story. <laughs> Alexis, you get a plaque from me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing your story. <laughs> thank you for giving me the opportunity. My pleasure. I really do think the vast majority of us would have done the same thing as this young lady, but the idea of this precious little kiddo 
out wandering the street in a busy city is just crazy and scary. Super, super grateful. It all seemed to have ended well, though. There is hope and mystery in many of our stories today. Even in the first story of a breakup and the trauma that was also part of her story, there is this movement towards getting into a better situation and the hope even of changing the geographic location where she lived to help in that healing journey. But I really resonated with the young lady who is actively traveling and living her dream as best as she could through creating candle scents and the young man who wanted to tell universal stories through the medium of wrestling. I know that not everyone gets to do for a living something that connects deeply to their purpose, but I do hope that we all keep striving to do the things that come from that place and sense of purpose and meaning. I'm going to leave us today with an incredible quote from Mark Twain. The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Cheers to that, my friend. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, Subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget. <laughs>